Are our mics on? I'm here. Here we go. I'm going to push star one, and then you <clears throat> hit that button after I tell you. Okay, go ahead. Welcome, everybody. This is Darren Johansson with Dr. Paul Jenkins, and we are so excited to have you with us tonight on our Facing Your Giants call. And uh, we're live on purpose coaches and just thrilled to be here. Uh, Dr. Paul and I were talking a while ago about why we were doing this call, and we've just been impressed that there are so many people out there right now who are struggling with some sort of problem. It could be illness, it could be money problems, it could be relationship problems, but all of those things are giants. And so we're going to talk about facing your giants and how to overcome them. And uh, Paul and I have done some of this together before and just really enjoy mm -hmm. offering to people different ideas about how to how to win how to face the giants and beat them and so we're gonna have some great time tonight and give you as many tools as we possibly can in our short time together and we hope that you're there and that you've got a lot of your friends and family who are participating with us we've we know that we've got uh, over a hundred people on the call today so we just want to give you mm -hmm. as much as we can. So Darren, while we're still in the pre-call chit chat, yeah, <laughs> I think we'll give people just a few more minutes to gather. It's not quite uh, time to start. We're right up, right up at the top of the hour, but I was just reflecting on where this all started for me. You and I, what, about a year ago, yeah. we did, we did an episode of Live on Purpose Radio called Facing Your Giants. And this came after you gave me an introduction to a movie that has a similar but uh, significantly different name, and that is Facing the Giants. And it just got me thinking ever since, what can we do to help people overcome the adversity in their life? And uh, it has grown and developed. We've got some exciting products that we're going to want to to let you know about toward the end of the call. But it's just been a fantastic uh, experience for me to go through some of the thought processes that have led us up to tonight and this uh, kind of launch event called Facing Your Giants. And so it's very appropriate that you're here with me tonight. And, well, thanks. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Here in about another minute, or I think we decided at about two or three minutes after the hour, we will actually start with the formal introduction. We'll start the recording. Uh, for those of you who are just calling in, uh, this will be available to you later on. Anyone who has officially registered through Eventbrite will have the access to the recording as well, and then we'll be putting that out in some other ways. So we got some fun things coming up. I want to recognize also Chad, whose mic isn't on, I don't think. <laughs> Your mic's not on, Chad. He's not going to say anything, apparently, but he's providing some of our technical support. Turn it on, Mike, or Chad, say hi. Thank you so much for having me tonight. It is my pleasure to be here. We've, I've I've had the opportunity to participate in producing some of this Facing Your Giants things, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it has been a blast. So thank you. Well, and that's why I wanted to just give a shout out to you before we officially begin to, and thanks for all of the good help and support that you've provided. And uh, Chad's going to be over there running our boards and making the recording and just kind of providing our technical support tonight. So appreciate that, Chad. Hopefully Thanks everything sounds here. great. And, and a remarkable coach in his own right, Chad Brown. Uh, you'll be hearing more from him. And, uh, and, of course, my good friend Darren Johansson, who has agreed to MC 
tonight's event and uh, to give us an introduction. So we're going to do a brief pause, and then, Darren, you're going to take it away with the official start for our event tonight. Welcome, everybody, to Facing Your Giants, the teleseminar. I'm Darren Johansson here with Dr. Paul Jenkins, the shrink who expands your mind. And I am so excited to be here, Paul. This is a great opportunity for everyone, whether they were able to make it tonight or not. We are going to give some excellent tools and ideas to help people get out of the rut if they're in one, or at least think about things in a way they never have before. And that's been one of the greatest opportunities for me as I have come to know you over time. And, you know, this is a culmination of, I think, both of our dreams as we've talked about who we are and what a difference that we can make in the world as we have had the opportunity to face our giants and learn from each other. And so I'm thrilled to be here with you, Dr. Paul, and excited to hear what you have to say. So I'm going to introduce Dr. Paul and let you take it away. Well, thank you, Darren. It's such an honor to be here, and I've been so overwhelmed by the response that we've got to this particular event. We have uh, we have over 140 people registered. Uh, I don't know how many are on the call, but a lot of them are going to reach it afterwards through a recording. So it's just an honor to be here with you. Thank you so much for your trust, for your time. We're going to dive right into this because I know your time is valuable. But before I turn you loose tonight, I want to share with you four steps for facing and overcoming your giants. So let's start with a little bit of an image. I want you to picture yourself out on a path. And you're walking along this path and you're going along and kind of minding your own business, but you're intent because at the end of this path is your dream. It's your objective. It's your goal. It's your life's mission. And there it is. And you're on your path and you're on your way to that. And you're, you're intentional about it. You're living on purpose, like we like to say around here. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, appears this huge giant. Arrgh! And it stands right there in, in your path. And it's menacing. And it's intimidating. And it's, it's bullying you. And it's folding its arms and it's saying, None shall pass. And it doesn't want to let you by. This is your giant. We're going to be talking all about this giant tonight. And as I introduce this topic, I want you to be very cognizant of what your giant is. I know every one of you signed up for this for some reason. And it's probably not just because you're a Dr. Paul groupie. <laughs> I mean, that would be, you know, fun for me and very flattering. But that's not why you're here. You're here because you have a giant that's standing in your way. So I want you to think about that particular giant. Step one is to identify and define your giant. Identify and define your giant. Please take notes as we're talking. If you have a, a pen or a pencil available, jot some things down because you're going to be impressed to take certain steps. You will be inspired to do certain things tonight. And every person's going to be inspired by a little different thing. And so you got to pay attention to what it is that inspires you. That is the very thing that you need to overcome your giant. So jot down step one is to identify and define your giant. We have to know who the enemy is. When you encounter your giant, I want to give you just a little bit of psychology real quick. 
When you encounter your giant, there's a part of your brain that is physiologically designed to trigger a certain response in your body through the glands and the systems in your body. It's called the fight or flight response. And a lot of you have heard about this. Some of you have heard me talk about this. The fight or flight response is your body's reaction to being in the presence of your giant. Sometimes we call it the oh crap response. And you'll be familiar with this one. If you're not, you will become familiar with this as you go through your life. The oh crap response is just your body's acknowledgement that you are now in the presence of your giant. And it's telling you to either fight or to run away. Now, there's another part of your brain that's completely separate from the part that controls the fight or flight response that handles things like logic and problem solving and reason. And that's the part you're going to need to solve many of the problems that are ahead of you. We have to get past the old crap response to the now what response. And then you can start taking steps. Well, we have to identify the enemy first. You have to know who or what your giant is. Now, a giant is a completely overwhelming and immovable obstacle that appears on the path to your dream. And this might be, as you pointed out earlier, Darren, this might be a daunting health condition. It might be an oppressive economic or financial condition. It might be a troubled relationship. It might be an immovable system or an opposing group or individual. It doesn't matter what it is. But for you, it's this huge, overwhelming, immovable object. And here it is, standing in your way. Now, I need to tell, share a little story with you. Some of you, as you were registering, I, I got flack for this, Darren. Really? <laughs> Do you remember on the event uh, registration site, I had a picture of a tarantula? Uh-huh. Do you remember that? Well, a yeah. lot of people are not fond of these things, so <laughs> I've taken some flack for that. But there's a story behind it, and I shared a little bit with it, or a little bit about this story on the registration site. A couple of months ago, I took my son out to the West Desert here in Utah, where there's all kinds of interesting insects, including the huge Mormon crickets. And we were going out there to collect some of these for his ninth grade biology class. He had an assignment to do a bug collection. Well, we came up completely dry on finding Mormon crickets, but we did see something moving across the road, and I could tell it was some kind of a creature. So we stopped the car, we got out, and it was this tarantula. Now, a tarantula is a giant spider. Why did I have to clarify it with spider? Well, because the darn thing is not very big compared to me. I could easily crush that thing with my foot. But compared to other spiders, it's a giant. I want you to become very familiar with asking this question. Compared to what? Now think about the giant that you're facing. It's a giant, right? Well, compared to what? It's always compared to something else. And this is the important truth that we have to cover tonight. Giants are not absolute. Giants are always relative, and giants are always compared to something that's either smaller or, in your own experience, easier, okay? Something is only hard compared to something that's easier, right? 
Something is only easy compared to something that's harder. So you're always comparing your giant to something. If you don't become clear about what it is you're comparing it to, then your subconscious mind is going to kick in and tell you a lie. And the lie it's going to tell you is that this is an absolute giant instead of, well, compared to something bigger or something smaller. When it seems like a giant to you, it's because you're comparing it to something that's smaller or to something that you've dealt with in the past that was easier. Or, even more importantly, you're comparing it to your own assessment of your ability to deal with it. And that's what makes it look like a giant. So we're going to start practicing compared to what? Yeah, this is a big deal. Compared to what? And that alone is going to free you up to get your brain into the now what mode so that you can start thinking through some solutions, correctly identifying your giant and acknowledging what it is that you are comparing it to is the first step. So I think we ought to move on to the second step. Sound okay to you, Darren? I think it's a great idea. You're over here furiously taking notes. You teach this stuff too. I know. You never stop learning. (laughs) Well, and I've learned stuff from you just today. And that's the beauty of exchange. You're right. Let's go to step two. This is my favorite of all four steps. Well, I don't know. I like them all. Step two is to revive and nurture your vision. Now, revive and nurture your vision. To get into this particular step, I want to call your attention to the classic giant story. And for me, this story is found in the Bible. It's in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 7. And it's about this giant. Okay, now hopefully you're already training your brain to ask the next question. Compared to what? Goliath was a giant of a man. He was nine feet tall, this Philistine, and he's all bullying and intimidating the armies of the Israelites, and he's challenging them, and he's saying, hey, bring out your best warriors. I'll go up against him. If I win, then you'll be our slaves. If he wins, then we'll be your slaves. But nobody would take him up on it. So here's all of these hardened soldiers who are cowering before this giant Well, giant compared to what? Giant compared to other men. That's what these guys were comparing him to. They were comparing him to themselves. They were comparing him to other soldiers that they had seen. They were comparing him to other men that they had defeated in battle before. And compared to them, he looked like a giant. So by that standard, yes, he was a giant. Well, here appears on the scene this little shepherd boy. His name is David. Now, David, here's what's going on. And he goes up to the king and he says, hey, king, I'll go. I'll go up against this this guy. Who is he? Now, what on earth, or in heaven, or wherever you want to look, would motivate this young boy to go up against this nine-foot Philistine? Obviously, David had a different perspective than those, those other members of the army that were cowering in front of Goliath. Compared to what? See, David had something that was bigger than his giant. And for David, his God and his faith 
and his vision were all bigger than Goliath. And compared to those, Goliath was not a giant. What do you have that is bigger than your giant? Some of you are aware that I just started a YouTube campaign. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a campaign even, Darren. We just put up a couple of couple of videos on YouTube. If you want to find them, just go, go to YouTube and type in Dr. Paul on your way. And you'll see about three of them that we've put up where I'm on my way. And the closing line in each of these videos is, nothing can really be in your way unless you're already on your way. Now think about that concept for just a minute. The only reason this giant is in your way is because you were on your way to somewhere in the first place. All of the giants that aren't in your way have to do with somebody else's dream. But this one's in your way because you were on your way. What is it that you were on your way to in the first place? And is it possible that your dream could be bigger than your giant? Or like David, that you have a God or a faith or a vision that is bigger than the giant that you are currently facing. And when you start comparing your giant to that vision, it starts to shrink. Now, one of the problems that we run up against when we face our giants is something that I call the eclipse effect. Go back to the path analogy. Here you are walking along your path toward what? Towards your dream, towards your goal, your mission, your objective, your dream is on the other side of this giant. But when the giant appears, that's all you can see. Because there it is, and it's huge compared to what? It's huge compared to other things you've faced on your path. And so all you can see sometimes is that giant, and it eclipses everything behind it. You have to revive your vision and claim again a clear picture of what it is that you are on your way to in the first place. This is all about reviving and nurturing your vision. My kids introduced me to uh, a set of books and, and now movies called Harry Potter. And this has been really popular over the last several years. Well, in the very first movie, there's a scene where the three heroes of the story, Hermione, Ron, and of course Harry, are going through some of the corridors in the school and they come up against this door that is locked and they, they're able to, you know, use their little magic and stuff to get past the locked door. And as they get to the other side of this door, they encounter a giant. This is a giant beast compared to them that has three heads. And it's named Fluffy. I always got a kick out of that name. Yeah, I love Fluffy the three-headed giant dog. Fluffy the three-headed giant beastly dog. And it comes after him with its nasty pointy teeth and it's trying to get him, right? And the kids flee. They run away screaming. Well, as they get to a place of relative safety, Hermione says to the two boys, she says, you don't choose your eyes, do you? Did you notice what it was standing on? And Ron quips back, well, I wasn't looking at its feet. I was a bit preoccupied with its heads. And then she goes on to say it was standing on a trap door. It was guarding something. And that catches the boy's attention. It was guarding something? What is your giant there for? And what is it that it's guarding? Nothing can really be in your way unless you're already on your way. So this giant is guarding something, 
realize that it has a purpose. It has no business being there unless there's some purpose for its being there. So what is it that you were on your way to in the first place? Excuse me while I get a little drink of water. You're on your way to your dream. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's one other thing I want to cover as we're on the vision part. And those of you who have done any coaching with me in the past know that I come back to this all the time. And that is paradigm, perspective. Okay? This has everything to do with the vision that you have. Let's break it down to two very basic views. We'll call them the pessimist view and the optimist view. And without, you know, at the risk of oversimplifying all of this, it really does come down to those two views. And anytime you encounter a giant, you're going to have one or the other. You're going to pick one or the other to a certain extent. The pessimist always sees the giant in a predictable way. There's three Ps. Put these down in your notes. There's three Ps that define how a pessimist sees the giant. And then you can use this as a little standard to test yourself. The pessimist sees the giant as being personal. That's the first P. Realize that there is a personal and an impersonal component to every experience. The personal part of this is, it's happening to you. The impersonal part of this is, it doesn't matter that it's you. The giant doesn't care that it's you. I've had a lot of clients uh, recently, Darren, who are who are going through some very significant financial struggles. Okay, you've probably run into a few too, haven't you? Yeah. The personal part of that is that you're in financial trouble. The impersonal part is a lot of people are in financial trouble. And it has to do with a lot of things, some of which have nothing to do with you. So there's the personal and the impersonal part. But you know what? We all struggle with a little form of pathology. And I don't want you to feel guilty about this, you guys, but just realize you're doing it. And that is the special case syndrome. And to illustrate this, I want to refer to a study that was called to my attention just recently by a new friend of mine. His name is Brett Harward. And he wrote a book called The Five Laws That Determine All of Life's Outcomes. Highly recommend the book. We'll put up some links on the on the website or something for that. But he cited a study, and I can't remember all of the details, so I'll I'll make some of it up, but I'll I'll get the gist of it. Okay. That's what researchers do. Chad's over there laughing. You're gonna make it up? Yeah. If you don't know all the details, just make it up. I'll just say that, you know, kind of tongue in cheek. In this study, they surveyed a number of, I think it was college graduates. They were either seniors or graduates or something along those lines. And they surveyed them about their attitudes and opinions about themselves in a number of areas. And they had to rate themselves as being either below average, average, or above average on a number of things. And one of those was driving skills. A hundred percent of them rated themselves as above average on driving skills. (laughs) You guys, this isn't even mathematically possible. But think about it. You do the same thing. Aren't you a better driver than most? Of course. Of course. Especially when I'm on the road. And all of you are thinking the same thing. So look at car accidents for just a minute. What kinds of people get into car accidents? Some people, the most common answer I get at my seminars is all kinds. Well, that's not completely true. It's only the kind who get into cars. So why not you to get into a car accident? 
And still, you will persist. Your mind somewhere will say, well, because I'm a good driver, because I'm careful, because I'm cautious. Yeah, okay. (laughs) See, you do think you're a special case, don't you? Who are the bad drivers going to hit? You know, and we can't all be above average. It's just not, that defies the definition. But you all think that you're above average. And no, I do too. Everybody does. It's the special case syndrome. You're not a special case. But thinking that you're a special case causes you to over-personalize whatever your current giant is. What is it? Bankruptcy? Divorce? A failed business? A health condition? A diagnosis? What is it? Well, you're not a special case. People get these things. Get over it. So uh, now I'm getting too bold, huh? I'm just trying to help you see how a pessimist sees their giant. Let's go to the second B. Personal is the first. Pervasive is the second. Pervasive just means that this giant begins to creep into every nook and every cranny in your life. And not only do you have a financial struggle, but your whole life stinks now. And your relationships are failing. You can't do anything right. And your mom addresses you funny. I don't know. Where does it end? See, for a pessimist, it becomes so pervasive that it pervades every aspect of their life. And they can't just keep it focalized into that one area where their giant actually exists. So that's two Ps. We've got personal, pervasive. The third one is permanent. This giant is not only here now, but it will be here forever. I'm not only in trouble now. My life doesn't only stink right now, but it will always stink. Okay, failure. It's permanent. So those are the three Ps for how a pessimist views the giant. Let's go to the optimist because you've got a choice here. You can see it as a pessimist. You can see it as an optimist. It's simple. Do not confuse simple with easy, however, because it's not easy to do this. And your training and years of thinking in another way is going to make it very difficult for you to make the shift over to the optimist view. But it is a choice. This is why you might want to get some support and some outside coaching because you try to solve this inside your own head and you still have that voice telling you that you're a special case and you should be able to handle this on your own. And the optimist sees the giant as the middle part of a very inspiring story. And I've been testing this theory lately because I'm in the business of collecting inspiring stories. I have yet to find any story that inspires me at all that doesn't have a hard part in the middle. What if you could start seeing your personal giant this way? This is actually what's going to give you the power to inspire other people. An optimist always sees the giant as the middle part of a very inspiring story. Okay, now, Darren, I'm running on on this one because I'm, I'm so passionate about reviving and nurturing your vision. Step two is so important. Do whatever it takes to keep your mind in a frame and in a mindset that's going to allow you to move forward and take the next steps or you will perpetually be stuck in front of your giant. Revive and nurture your vision. Let's go to step three. Gather your resources to slay the giant. Going back to the David and Goliath story. You'll remember that when David decided he was going to go up against this giant, the next thing that he did is go down to the brook. Darren, this is something you taught me. What did he go get at the brook? Five small round stones. That's right. He went and gathered his five smooth stones, 
because he knew that that's what he needed to go up against this giant. Now, had he slain a giant before? No way. Or did he? Well, not a Goliath nine-foot giant. Not a Goliath, but he had taken out a lion and a bear. And people, you have already slain giants. Think about it. This isn't the first thing you've handled in your life, is it? You've learned that you can do hard things. Well, what are the giants you slayed in the past, and how did you do it? For David, he knew that he needed these five smooth stones because of his experience. I want to compare these five smooth stones to your five key relationships. And if you will become very intentional about gathering these particular smooth stones, you will have every resource necessary to you to take down this giant. Think about it kind of like an acorn. Okay, an acorn already has within it everything that it needs to become a giant oak tree. A giant compared to what? Well, compared to smaller trees. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, Darren's laughing at me. Compared to what? Just get your brain thinking about that. But we're on step three now. Gather your resources. The acorn doesn't scurry around trying to find leaf molecules and bark molecules. And, you know, it just exists right where it is, and everything is immediately available to it to create exactly what it needs to create. And that's the same for you if you will start to notice the resources you have. Your five key relationships are in this order. First, your relationship with your Creator. Now, I don't know what your faith is, what your particular religious affiliation is, but regardless of that, I have found that people have to understand something about their origin. And if you can develop an understanding of who your Creator is and how you are connected to your Creator, that is your first smooth stone. And for David, his God was bigger than his giant. And is there anything that's impossible to God? There's not. So that's your first smooth stone. Your second smooth stone is yourself. I am on a personal mission to help people understand their value, to understand their capabilities and their human life potential. There is so much that you have to offer, and you're not going to solve any problems in this world by withholding what you have to offer. You're going to have to start to understand it better and offer it in a bigger way. In fact, that's what we're doing here tonight because I realized I've got some giants to take down. How am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to create more value for more people. So you have to understand your human life value. That's your second smooth stone. I hope you're writing these down. Stone one is your creator. Stone two is yourself. Stone three is your family. And there's a lineup in your family, too. It goes spouse, children, extended family, in that order, for a lot of reasons that we won't get into on tonight's call. Your family is one of your primary resources in taking down this giant. Now, some of you, I know, have a giant that has to do with your family. And that makes it all the more important that we gather these smooth stones so that you can take this giant down. Your fourth smooth stone is other people. Think about it, Darren. Who has more knowledge, you or other people? Yes. <laughs> Depends. There's a lot of things other people know that I don't know. That's exactly right. And if you collectively look at other people as one, who has more knowledge, you or other people? Definitely other people. Always. Always. Think about this, people. There is knowledge that exists in the minds of other people 
that would quickly and easily take down your giant. And I know this because people come to me all the time for help with this. And some of the giants they describe to me don't look like giants to me. Some of them do. But that's because I'm comparing it to what? Well, I'm comparing it to my own experience. The knowledge that exists in other people and the resources that they have will help you to take down your giant, but only if you start to exchange with them, if you start to network with them, you have to bring other people in. That's your fourth smooth stone. Your fifth smooth stone is things. All of the things in your life, and I'm here to suggest and maybe challenge you to think about all of the stuff in your life I am, I'm 100% sure that there are things in your life that are not being used to their full potential. And so that's your fifth smooth stone. When you get those five smooth stones into your pouch, you can go up against this giant with the kind of confidence that you didn't have before you gathered your resources. So step three is to gather your resources, collect your stones. Paul, the only way to face those giants and win is to have those five smooth stones and have them in proper perspective and priority. That's right. That's right. I've seen people try to do it in another way, and I haven't seen it work very well. So do a lot of coaching on that, actually. Okay, let's go to step four. I promised you four steps. We're coming up on the end of the official presentation part. Step four is to transform your adversity into opportunity. Part of that has to do with starting to see it as an opportunity. This is not a failure. This is an opportunity for you to learn some things and to give you the power to inspire, as we talked about earlier. So after you identify and define your giant, you revive and nurture your vision, you gather your five smooth stones and your resources to slay the giant, then you will go about transforming this adversity into an opportunity. My dad told me a story recently about a camp director who was supervising a group of of girls who are at this camp, and they were to do a service project. And in the service project, they were going to move a huge pile of sticks compared to what? Well, compared to a smaller pile of sticks, this one was a giant. And one of the girls, well, they had to move them to the back of a dump truck so that they could be hauled off. One of the girls became so overwhelmed with the task. She just kind of plopped down on the ground and said, I can't do this. It's like the cat in the hat. This mess is too big and too deep and too tall. We can't clean it up. There's no way at all. And she was stuck. And so this camp director kind of gently guided her into what she needed to do to face this giant. And he said, do you see that stick? Yeah, that one over there. Yeah. Can you pick it up? Yeah. Okay, do it. So she picked up the stick. Okay, now can you take that stick and put it in the back of that truck? Yeah. Okay, do it. So she went and put the stick in the back of the truck. Well, you can see where this story's going. And all of the girls started to pick up one stick. None of them could pick up a pile of sticks, but all of them could pick up a stick at a time. And your giant only looks overwhelming because you think you have to take it down all at once. You don't. There is some physical action that you can take. You could take tonight. In fact, you are doing it right now. Thank you for being here. There are other actions that you can take tonight to pick up a stick and move it to the truck. Identifying the next physical action is a powerful step toward transforming your adversity into opportunity. There's a great book by David Allen. It's called Getting Things Done. And I recommend that for your reading if you want to get a little better handle 
on the just the practical way that you can identify the very next step. So there's a resource for you. There was a popular movie that came out a couple of years ago called The Secret. And sometimes I get in trouble for even mentioning that movie. But you know what? It had a lot of popularity. And its, its focus was on helping people to have a positive mental attitude and to clearly define what it is that they wanted to accomplish. But The Secret did a disservice to us because it left out a very important truth. And that very important truth has to do with the old-fashioned hard work that is required when you're bringing down a giant. The laws of physics themselves demand that work occur to create anything. And that means that you have to transform something from one state to another. It's going to take a lot of work, but do not be deceived. It's not too hard. You can handle it. It is doable, but it will require work. So don't be deceived the other way either to think that all you got to do is picture it and it's going to appear. It will take a lot of work. Now, I want to close with a, a discussion about, about barriers. I encountered some interesting information, and, and some of you will be familiar with this, on how they restrain elephants. You go to a circus or something, the elephants are restrained by a chain that's tied around their leg and staked to the ground. Okay, do the math, people. Huge elephant, little bitty stake. The elephant could easily rip that stake up. Why are they stuck? Because when they're young, they're taught that they cannot escape. And they can't when they're that little. But they remember that. And anytime their leg's tied up, they think that they're stuck. The barrier is mental for the elephant. In fact, you know what I found out not too long ago, Darren? I haven't actually verified this, but this is a cool idea. They've trained the elephants to actually pull up the stake and move it somewhere else. So now they're stuck somewhere else. How often are we doing that? There's a very impressive story about a man named Roger Bannister. Back in 1954, Roger Bannister accomplished something that was considered to be impossible. And you know what that was, don't you, Darren? I do. Broke the four-minute mile barrier. The four-minute mile barrier. We're going to put that word in quotes because there wasn't really a barrier out there. But nobody had ever done it before. And in fact, there were medical opinions rendered that it was physically impossible for the human body to do so. He did it. How long did his record stand? Uh, less than a week, I believe. Actually, it was a couple of weeks. Was it a couple? Yeah, he did it in May. His record was broken in June of the same year by John Landy. Took almost another second off of it. Okay, the current world record for the mile is 17 seconds faster than Roger Bannister ran it in 1954. Now, I wanted to share that with you because there are two important reasons for you to, to win this battle with your giant. And the first one is obvious. You don't get your dream if you stay on this side of your giant. You don't get it unless you unless you overcome this giant and move forward. you got to get to the other side of this giant if you're going to accomplish your dream. That's why it's so important to revive and nurture your vision. But the second reason is probably even more important. In doing so, you open the doors of opportunity for all of those who are watching you struggle with this giant. And think about all of those inspiring stories you know. There is no inspiring story that doesn't have a hard part in the middle. 
You are right now at the hard part. In overcoming this giant, you will inspire others to do the same, just like Roger Bannister did in breaking that four-minute mile barrier. And it's become the standard now. You can't even be a world-class miler unless you can do it in four minutes or less. That's the standard now. So who are you going to liberate by bringing down your giant? It is so selfish to give up. Because in in beating your giant, you're going to liberate others to do the same. It's in my best interest. I want to be very clear about why I'm doing this. It's in my best interest for you to bring down your giant and to accomplish your dream because that makes my world and the world of my children a better place. We don't get to benefit from the fruits of your dream unless you overcome your giant. Now, how much you choose to involve me on your team is up to you. But it's up to me to let you know what I can uniquely bring to your team and to your human treasury because you're on this call because you have a relationship with me. And if you didn't before this call, you do now. I just joined your team. And I hope that you can take the information you've gained tonight and take some serious steps toward facing your giants. Aaron, part of what uh, I know you wanted to cover tonight is to help people understand some of the other things that we can offer them in facing their giants. Would you take a minute and just uh, share that with our listeners? I'd love to, Paul. First, I want to thank you. This is such a great opportunity, and you're right. I was over here furiously writing notes because every time I'm around Dr. Paul, I learn something. One of the things that I'd like to do is just build really quickly on the story about David and Goliath. You remember that David went to the king and said, I'm going to go slay Goliath. And the king said, here, let me give you my sword and my shield and all of this other stuff. And David couldn't even move. This stuff was so heavy and so big. And David said, I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. I have not proven this. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Well, folks, you may be sitting there thinking, oh, you know, what's, what's the offer? What am I, you know, what's, what's coming? And you're probably thinking, oh, I don't know if I can do that. That might be part of the giant for you. But I want to tell you from personal experience that I have proven this. The offer that we're going to make to you tonight, first and foremost, is the opportunity to beat your giant. And the way to do that, the first offer that we have for you, is personal coaching from Dr. Paul. The equivalent of nine hours of individual face-to-face coaching. Now, I said that I've Mm -hmm. proven this. I've been there. I've done that. I've asked myself, can I really do this? Can I face my giant and win? And Paul has helped me in ways that I can't even explain. I don't have time for me to explain. Mm -hmm. But I've been blessed to participate not not only in the personal coaching, but also the e-coaching that I'll talk about in just a minute. So let me tell you this amazing offer. First, you can have nine hours of personal coaching, which would cost you, if you just called Paul on the phone and said, hey, I want to I come in and see you, mm-hmm. cost you 1800 bucks. Now, that's a great thing because I know what you're going to get for that. But you may be thinking, whoa, wait a minute. That's a huge giant. Mm-hmm. And it's right in the middle. It's the middle of your story. But with that, you also get four sessions of Facing Your Giants e-coaching, which includes four live conference calls with Dr. Paul and... Darren even gets to be on the call. I'm so excited about it. I'm stoked. Yes, and I think we're going to rope Chad into that as well. That would be awesome. Get our team. Chad's Chad's awesome. So those nine hours plus the e-coaching is worth over $2,000. But because you participated on this Facing Your Giants call, because you're in a place in the middle of your story, 
trying to find a way to beat the giant, we, especially Dr. Paul, but Dr. Paul and Chad and I want to offer to you this amazing offer for $1,500. So again, huge savings, but you have to be ready to do something now. You have to be ready to face your giants. And again, I want to tell you that I've proven this. I've been there. I've said, wait a minute, I don't know where that's going to come from. I promise you, you will get so much more value than just that. Paul, you were going to say something? Well, just uh, thank you, Darren. I'm honored by what you said. This is my way of personally joining your team. And I want to emphasize the personal part because we're also going to, you know, I've, I've encountered so many people who say, you know, I would love to do that, but I'm just not in the position right now where I can do that. So I've created another product, and this is one we want to offer to you as well. You mentioned the the Facing Your Giants e-coaching program. What I have done is created a series of four episodes, and these are downloadable video and audio presentations that take you through some of the material that we covered tonight, but it extends that into a more comprehensive program. There's also downloadable PDF files that include the worksheets, the exercises that will take you through a process of restoring your confidence and facing your giants. And I made it all electronically deliverable because I want you to have it on demand. It doesn't depend on my schedule. It doesn't depend on anything other than your availability to get connected with this material that's completely electronically delivered. And then we've built in the coaching calls, as you mentioned, in addition to that. So you get four of those through the program. This program retails for $295 which is just a little less than most people would pay me for an hour and a half session. But you get the four sessions for that price. This is the way that I'm able to bring the price down so that you guys can can have access to this coaching material plus the personal contact with me on the calls. And it won't be the, like this one where you, you can't talk to us. We'll have a two-way call going during those coaching calls and other people in, enrolled in the program will be involved. So I wanted to, to give that offer as well. And uh, Darren, you and I talked about how can we thank these listeners for actually taking the time to call in tonight. You want to tell them about the special offer that we're putting on the e-coaching? I'd love to. You know, it's funny because Paul and I were talking about what we could do to help people. One of the things we realized is not everybody can come see Paul. Uh, You know, you may be in Botswana. Who knows? I mean, there's people all over the world that have called in, at least all over the nation have called in tonight. So this e-coaching thing is such an amazing opportunity for you because you can do it, like Paul said, at your time and then just get on the conference call. And because we wanted to give you something, uh, Paul always creates more value than he gets paid for. I've worked with him for years now, and that's always been my experience. And so he said, you know what, let's give this to these people for $250. But you have to take action now. You have to be willing to face your giants. And, and some of you may be saying, well, you know, that's a lot. Well, compared to what? My experience is that one idea, one day I was talking to Paul and I was, I was talking about a giant that I was facing. And he said, you know, what if this? And he asked me a question and the answer to that question led me to an answer that has yielded 10 times the cost of this e-coaching package that we're offering tonight. And that offers good from now until midnight Thursday. We want you to be able to think about it, but we want you to know that we really want to help you beat your giants, but Mm. you have to decide to take the next physical step, whatever that might be. 
So I know our time's up. I want to give you the way you can get to these offers. We have set up a special website through Eventbrite that will be live for the next week. And these offers are good for the next week, except like you said, Darren, the sale on Facing Your Giants e-coaching for $250, that's $45 off the regular price, will go through midnight tomorrow. That's midnight on Thursday, January 22nd. That's when that sale will end. You can still pick it up for the full price after that. Uh, but we're in the pre-launch still. I haven't even officially launched this program. I'm offering it to you because you decided to join me on this call. And eventually that will be available through my website and to the general public. But this is a pre-launch offer, basically, that we're making. To get to it, you will need to go to a website. And I'm just pulling up the information. I'll send you a link for this, too. We'll send that, send that out uh here in the next few minutes so that you can get to the link. It's F-Y-G, and standing for Facing Your Giants, F-Y-G Offer, F-Y-G Offer dot Eventbrite, spelled B-R-I-T-E, dot com. F-Y-G Offer dot Eventbrite.com. Now, when you go there, you're going to have to have a password to get in. The password is F-Y-G. F-Y-G, for Facing Your Giants. Put in that little password, and then you'll be able to look at the products as we've offered them, and uh, it'll give you an opportunity to purchase those right online. As soon as you purchase, we will send you within, probably within about 24 hours, we will send you a unique username and password that will get you into the Dr. Paul Coaching Center, and then you can start accessing those files. So that's how you get to it. Was I clear enough about that, Darren? I think you're very clear. And, uh, you know, again, I want to thank you, Paul, for doing this because this is an amazing offer. I want to say again, folks, I've done both of these programs. Amazing stuff. I, I love them both. As a matter of fact, I spent uh, about three hours today just going through some of the stuff from the e-coaching because, mm -hmm. because I could, and I love it. And I want to challenge everybody on this call to get on your way and live on purpose. Do something today about facing your giants. Take those four steps that Paul talked mm -hmm. about, uh, about identifying and, and reviving that vision and gathering your resources and then transforming and, and gathering those things so that you can move forward and get past that opposition. You're in the middle right now. And remember that middle part is the part that gets you to your dream. You've got to get past the middle. Mm. The Power to Inspire. Again, that website is fygoffer, fygoffer.eventbrite.com, and the password is fyg. That'll get you right in. I'll send you an email in the next few minutes that will uh, give you that link as well, but if you want to jump right on there, uh, we, have, we have a number of those available right now. So, Thank you, Darren, for being here with me tonight. Thank all of you for joining us. What a great step toward facing your giants. We'll be in touch in the near future and uh, look forward to your feedback and comments about how you enjoyed this event. Live on purpose. Thanks, Paul.